Well, welcome to the podcast for the School of Peace Theology. My name is Greg Vidal. I'm the director of the School of Peace Theology, and we are uh, privileged to have Peter Llewellyn here with us today. Peter is going to be doing a course for the School of Peace Theology called Intro to Second Temple Judaism. So Peter is in Australia. Peter, great to have you. Great to be here, Greg. Thank you. And uh, just so students who are going to look at taking this course know a little about the man, Peter. Tell us a little about yourself, Peter. Well, you can see from the color of my beard that I'm getting on. I retired from uh, parish ministry three weeks ago. I'm still feeling the impact of that. We're still moving gear uh, back to Perth in Western Australia. I've been a priest of the Anglican Church for 37 years and some, and I've been a, an active Christian in uh, various churches, but especially in the Anglican Church for 57 years. So I can't claim the inside knowledge that Second Temple Judaism might, uh, might require. I can give an outsider's perspective. I've been interested in uh, all aspects of world religions for many years. And when I lived in Canberra, the Australian capital, where I was ordained and worked for many years, I was active in the Jewish Christian dialogue group there. And uh, I was interested in Judaism as a modern living faith. What I knew about ancient Judaism turned out to be mostly wrong. So I've spent a good deal of my life um, trying to find out more and to uh, um, to go on learning. The books you see behind me as a small selection of uh, my library. The Mishnah got me interested in this subject when I was doing research. I've been not only a priest, but a teacher, an academic at, at high school and university level. And uh, I run two different theological colleges in Australia. So my background is academic, but not entirely that. I am a preacher, first and foremost. And my preaching is teaching, and my teaching is preaching. I have uh, um, great passion about that. And I made it my business during uh, most of my ministry to uh, be an instrument of reconciliation between Christians and Jews in particular, uh, and others as well. Um, but especially I wanted to address Christian anti-Semitism, which I came across quite often. And uh, it's more the anti-Semitism of people who are ignorant rather than people who are willfully uh, and uh, disagreeably anti-Jewish. So, so the, the, particular, the particular elements of the discipline that you got into, Peter, like your areas of interest that you taught and the, even your interest in anti-Semitism, how did those develop that those became the disciplines you kind of went towards? I started some postgraduate work at uh, Macquarie University in Sydney, where I had been an undergraduate in the fields of philosophy and psychology, majoring in logic. 
and went back there to work in the ancient history department um, to write a, a doctoral dissertation on Luke, the Gospel of Luke. I hadn't got into it very far when I discovered a professor there uh, who, uh, his name is Max Wilcox, long since retired, but he had been the uh, uh, professor of New Testament at University in Wales and was a specialist in uh, Semitic languages and in particular in uh, New Testament, the New Testament Hebrew and Aramaic background. So I got interested in that too. And the first thing I discovered in studying the Gospel of Luke was that it's Jewish, contrary to the old uh, Christian theologian Adolf Harnack, who famously said in 1900 that all the New Testament writers were Jewish, except for Luke. Well, I think he was wrong about Luke. And the more I studied, the more I became interested in just what kind of a Jew Luke was. And he didn't fit the pattern. So my Lucan research actually led me into the study of, of uh, the Jewish background to the Gospels. And my dissertation is here. Never been published and won't be, except in the book perhaps. Um, it's called In the Greenwood, The Jewishness of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. Hmm. All in the Greenwood because of uh, an address of Jesus to the women of Jerusalem on the way to the cross. And there he uh, sets out Luke's great sadness and sorrow at uh, what was to happen to Judaism by the time Luke wrote. Second Temple Judaism had come to an end with the fall of the Temple. And Luke, in my opinion, and it's not an opinion shared by many, but a few, perhaps an increasing number, uh, uh, agree that Luke wrote in order to speak to the surviving Jews, and especially the Pharisees. Well, I couldn't pursue that without learning a great deal more about the Pharisees and, uh, and all other aspects of Judaism at the time. And so, so I was wrestling with Judaism as it was in Luke's time, and as it had been in Jesus' time half a century earlier. So Michael Hardin, who is the founder and director of Preaching Peace, um, when, we, when he started the School of Peace Theology, uh, really felt like he wanted to see a course on Second Temple Judaism, and right away for as much as Michael uh, just trumps, trumpets the a need for learning about Second Temple Judaism, he said, you know, Dr. Peter Llewellyn's the man to teach this course right away. So obviously, this particular realm is a passion of yours. Are there any other things, whether it's about Second Temple Judaism or maybe another topic that you would just want to give people some insight in terms of what your real passion areas are of learning and, and teaching right now? Now that I've retired and uh, <laughs> They say in the ministry you'd never retire, and I probably won't, but uh, I've stopped earning a living doing that. I'm turning my attention to writing, and uh, the three things that have been exercising my mind for a long time, and I've got half-written material, are uh, the Book of Revelation, hmm. in which I take a, uh, 
a fairly radical view. Uh, the Gospel of Luke, which I got into during that dissertation, and the Gospels generally. But I've also um, nearly finished an, an autobiographical novel called Yitzhak, The Forgotten Patriarch. And uh, I became interested in why Isaac, the second patriarch, was the one that God never spoke to. And so I've written a novel to find out why. And nice. So, yeah. Other than that, my wife and I are photographers and we uh, love travelling and I like fishing, she doesn't. And we live very close to the sea, the Indian Ocean, so we love that too. My passion, living life to the full. My biggest passion of all, always has been since I was 16, is, um, it sounds pious, but it really is, to make Jesus known and to uh, um, promote him as the one through whom we, the lens through whom we are to view all of uh, matters of faith and, and the nature of God and so forth. So when Michael came over here to visit Perth, uh, he and I happened to get together because I was hosting some um, material he was giving at the Williston Theological College, which I was the Dean of Ministry at, at the time. And uh, it was our privilege, Kerry and mine, to host Michael and Laurie for a, a dinner. Well, uh, we became immediate friends and have stayed friends ever since, even though we've only seen each other uh, for that very brief period back in 2012. Very good. Well, sounds like uh, you're making the most of a retirement period with the endeavors that you're taking on. It's good. And maybe we'll see some courses down the line on some of the other things you're going to write on. So for this particular course that you're doing on Second Temple Judaism, uh, why don't you address that for a second in terms of why do a course on that? Why do you feel like from your perspective, it's important for students to learn about this and what, why should they take this course? One of the things I learned during my studies for that dissertation was that the, the ordinary people of Judaism were the people that Jesus dealt with. The ones who were called by, in some of the rabbinic writings, the Amai Ha'aretz, the people of the land. And uh, they, uh, are often spoken of in derogatory terms. It seemed to me through all that research period that uh, people, especially Christian people in the church, have a dreadful understanding of Judaism, both Judaism in the present day, but more particularly the Judaism of Jesus' day and of the biblical period. Second Temple Judaism was what Jesus lived. I guess so. I found in teaching this area at uh, an academic undergraduate level for a number of years that the biggest difficulty was that people who had some kind of Christian context came in with all the wrong ideas and they did yeah. a lot of a great deal of unlearning. Uh, yeah. I expect something of the same. It's uh, the mistaken ideas about the Pharisees are constantly being reinforced in churches and even in theological courses and colleges and uh, seminaries, 
where people have a stereotyped idea that the Pharisees were Jesus' opponents and that they were hypocrites. I have said something at an academic level about that particular point and uh, that they were legalists who did not understand grace and all of those things are incorrect. So I expect the Pharisees to be one of the sticking points and probably uh, um, there's also a tendency for people to think of Second Temple Judaism as being about all about religion, all about the sects that people that some people belong to, but really the people who belong to the Pharisees were a highly select group. Those that belonged to the Sadducees were an even more select group of high priests and some of their hangers-on. And uh, really, the majority of people didn't have anything to do with any of that kind of thing. And they were the people that Jesus was talking to. So to understand Second Temple Judaism means understanding the ordinary people much more than it is understanding the sectarians, the people. And that's what I'd like to get across. I think if uh, people do this course, they will be surprised by some of the things that they learn. They'll be surprised to find that, that it's not like it's been taught in churches. It's not like it's been taught even in many seminaries, unless you're fortunate to go and study with one of the great Jewish scholars who teach in Christian seminaries like Amy Jill Levine. And, uh, if you have those benefits, well, you'll soon be disabused of the wrong ideas about Second Temple Judaism. But um, in the main, those wrong ideas persist and they are continually being promoted and assumed. Um, the term Pharisee is probably the worst because it's a term of abuse in certain Christian circles. Uh, to call someone a Pharisee is to call them a hypocrite, a legalist, and uh, an enemy of Jesus. The real Pharisees were none of those things. Well, thank you for being with us today. We definitely look forward to your course and for everyone who's privileged enough to take it, I'm sure they'll get some great insights in terms of uh, all your study that you have done and what you've put into your lifetime of learning on this particular topic. So thank you for being with us today, Peter, and uh, best of, all the best to you in Australia and in your retirement, and thank you for being a part of School of Peace Theology. Loving it. Loving Looking forward to it. Can't wait to start the course in a few weeks' time. Thanks, Greg. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.